Another good win over Essendon as we continue our good run against teams um, trying to buy for our spot on the ladder. Uh, we have Tom Lynch again in trouble and social media trolls. Oh my God, I'm sick of this crap. Welcome to Forever Yellow on Black. I'm Paul. You can reach me on Paul underscore football. You can get us on Forever Yellow on Black on Twitter and also Forever Yellow on Black on Facebook. But goddamn, don't be a troll. Saturday night, completion of round 13 for us at TIO Stadium. Dreamtime at TIO. And we beat Essendon at 10-13-73 to Essendon 10-1-61. Scoreline at the end, far flattering the Bombers. We had massive amounts of inside 50s over them. We had um, contested ball. We had uncontested ball. We were all over them. Um, such is 2020. A few late junk time goals, and it makes the score look uh, a lot better. First half, very frustrating in terms of our disposal into the forward line. Once again, same kind of thing that we've fallen into the last few weeks of bombing it in, hoping that Lynch or Rewalt can take a big mark, and just becoming quite predictable, um, watching how the teams are lining up about that 40, 50 metre mark out, just lining up in, in, in a curve to try and stop those entries in. And uh, lowered our eyes at half time, uh, came out after half time, lowered the eyes, found targets, some of the smaller guys getting getting uh, opportunities as well. So in the end, um, Bolton, Dusty Baker, uh, quite a few. Obviously Grimes having a great game, on, on mainly on Stringer. Um, we had a really good overall team performance. Obviously, you know, 23 scoring shots to 11 and you win by two goals is disappointing. But percentage with only um, four teams having draws this year shouldn't be... Um, too much of an issue so that's not the thing I think the thing that was concerning was um, obviously as we just, just discussed those disposals into the forward line and just giving up some easy goals at the end as well but overall you take the four points you run really oppressive conditions um, I've been up there for sport uh, in a number of different sports when I've worked uh, in those fields and unless you've been there you can't really understand how hard uh, it is it's you know, close to 30 degrees, humidity 80-odd percent. The ball is honestly like a cake of soap. Um, not that I've actually handled too many cakes of soap to let go flying around, but really oppressive conditions. You could see the uh, amount of times our players interchanged and went straight to the uh, ice uh, box as well, um, or, or the ice shed, as it looked like there, and it was really oppressive. So it's going to be hard to back up against uh, West Coast in that regards on, on Thursday night based on the... Um, 
uh, just the oppressive conditions, but we should see a few changes in the team. Um, and we'll talk also about um, uh, Tom Lynch's uh, <laughs> going to the tribunal, a few other little issues and some trolls later on in the show. But as far as performance is concerned, we've taken the four points. We've put ourselves well and truly still in line for a top four position. Um, how vital that will be this year, I'm not sure, but I'll take a double chance over not a double chance. So dream time at TIO. Another win over Essendon. Love to beat them. And uh, we'll talk about trolls a bit later, and that'll make it even more sweeter. So if any Essendon supporters are listening to this, and I'm sure you're not, if you're a troll, you're an idiot. Oh, there was some bits at the end were frustrating, but um, you know, I thought we looked at it, and you know, Essendon played us a, a challenging way at various times, but I thought there's a lot of things we did right. We just couldn't quite get the, the scoreboard ticking over as, as nice as we'd like, but... The fact of the matter is, I thought we, we played a pretty good brand of footy, just couldn't quite get the polish on the end, left a lot of goals on the table and, and opened the door a little bit late and they, they took advantage of that. You know, they had some good ball movement from the back half. I think they kicked five goals from there and challenged us at various stages. But look, I think it was a good contest. We really enjoyed coming up here. We loved it. Uh, it was a great occasion and I'm happy to walk away with the four points. saw the courage of him coming out, leading out for that ball late and the collision with Saad. Pretty tough guy. I've been around footy a long time. I've been very fortunate to have beat some really good organisations. All the good ones, they run the line all the time. Tom Lynch sent directly to the tribunal for his strike on Hurley, um, hand going up from the chest and, and going up high. Hurley not facing the ball on a number of occasions throughout the match and also striking at Lynch's hand. Surprised nothing's really been said about that. Um, we have seen, obviously, Dimmer come to his defence. We've actually seen Wayne Carey uh, and others say, you know, what's a forward meant to do? You know, they're getting hit, they're getting scragged, they're getting pushed around, and uh, that's fine. But the hitting um, and... If you did notice, um, Hurley did target Lynch's damaged hand, which I thought was taken out of the game uh, over the last couple of years, but seems to have crept back in again. Um, Hurley, is he culpable in all of this? We're talking about Richmond players previously, you know, staging and faking. Did look like Hurley did that a little bit as well. Uh, will Lynch get a week? Um, you would hope not based on that as a single aspect. I mean, he has been sent to the tribunal for seemingly a build-up of charges this year. I think it's a finable offence if it was taken by itself in, in that solo kind of aspect. But knowing the AFL, they'll make a example here. They'll give him a week, and then we won't see anyone else get a week for the same for the rest of the season. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what happens there. Uh, if he does go out, we've obviously still got Chol there, and I think um, Dan Curvis will, will come in. Um, the fact that we're facing Natanui this week. But should he get a week? No. Will he get a week? More than likely. That's AFL this year. Yeah, I don't care what club you follow. I really, really don't. But um, if you are sending death threats and, um, you know, calling people C-bombs and so forth directly um, to players, you really need to get a grip on your life. Maybe suggest um, taking up yoga, macrame um, or something else. But, you know, honestly, personally abusing players 
uh, from opposition teams. Grow the hell up, seriously. Boo when you go and watch them and so forth, but sending death threats um, and you know making personal comments about their family and so forth. You, you're not a low life, you're lower than that. I'm not sure what kind of form that is, but you know Nick Vostone and Dylan Grimes receiving a number of threats uh, on the weekend for uh, perceived dives and, and so forth. And, you know, honestly... I know it's really hard in lockdown and so forth and our emotions are heightened, but you've actually gone to the point of writing, then sending these things to players. So you haven't just said it in the heat of the moment. You've actually thought about it and then done it. Well, honestly, get a bloody grip. If any Richmond supporters are doing that to opposition supporters and so forth as well, it's just the same. Um, I'm not um, making a thing about Essendon so much because I reckon it happens every week to players. Um, vilification, death threats, you know, telling people to go on suicide. Grow the hell up. And social media, you ain't so social at the moment. I mean, I use it a lot in my line of work. I use it, obviously, recording podcasts and running pages and so forth. But if your life is at that point, you need to put your phone down or you need to put your keyboard down. You need to go outside, take your shoes off and go put your feet in the grass and just chill out, man, because this is absolute crap. I don't normally get really fired up about these things, but honestly, maybe don't follow football. Maybe honestly go follow something else. Face the Eagles this Thursday night at Metricon Stadium in a match that really goes a long way to deciding our top four fate with only four rounds for us to go. Um, we're coming off the four-day break, uh, five-day break, and, and Eagles a four-day break there. Um, we have obviously uh, played in the oppressive conditions up at TIO Stadium against Essendon. Huge humidity, very hot conditions, and could take its toll. May see our team who... our selection panel who I have a lot of faith in, make some um, hard decisions here in terms of rotations, get some fresh legs in, um, depending on what happens with Lynch as well. We could have Charles stay up forward with Rewalt. I think Nan Curvis will come in um, as the big body with Soldo to try and negate the absolutely brilliant ruck work by Natanui, who is back to his very, very best, um, possibly the greatest ruckman I've ever seen. And you can go through a number of names, but I've never seen someone be able to influence the contest the way he does. Yes, Grundy's fantastic. Uh, yes, Gorn is very good um, tap work artist, but overall someone who actually dominates the middle and so athletic, uh, it's really actually exciting to see Nadanui back. Just hope he has an off game uh, this Thursday night against us. But I think we'll rotate the two big bodies onto him. Um, Oscar Allen, if he pulls up from a corky, will probably rotate into the middle to give Nadanui that bit of break. Uh, not worried about Allen at all, but Nadanui's where um, potentially players like Bolton, Dusty and so forth may have to just read um, the ball out of his hands. Or we even play someone on the edge of the square, who is just there to basically be a blocking um, opponent for Nanunui coming out of the middle. Because he doesn't just get the brilliant taps. He'll quite often follow up his own tap and then rush on and kick that ball about 30 to 40 metres. So maybe we even play uh, a player coming directly off the square there um, to try and negate that. So it will be a very interesting night. I think our defence matches up very well against the Eagles. Our on-ball is very even as well. They're now going to be away um, from the 
um, safety of their Western Australian base there at Optus Stadium. And we've now become very well conditioned or very well uh, aware of the conditions at Metricon, which can be, you know, humid as well. Uh, this time of year with the uh, August winds, it's a bit cooler. But we know Metricon now. Played there a number of times and obviously been there uh, on three occasions this year already. Um, so I think it's going to be a fantastic game. Probably affects us more for our top four chances than the Eagles at the moment. Um, but we've had some good wins over teams around us and we'll be facing Geelong in coming weeks as well. So going to be a huge game. I, I think that we'll be well positioned. Obviously, it'll be really interesting to see the rotations that our team makes this week. And uh, I'm predicting that we get off to a good start and, and beat the Eagles by 17 points. Go Tigers! 4.55 metres, Philip Egan with a drop punt in towards full forward. Aitken is there in front, can't take the mark, off hands it comes at the back and it's the first blood to the Tigers. Picked by Peter Wilson. Wearing the number 19, Guernsey this year, Malcolm, switching from number 5. This wasn't a great read off hands too, with a great snap under pressure. What a marvellous start for Richmond. They're kicking with the breeze. And what a great start for the 88 season for Kevin Bartlett. The Tigers, one straight goal. Carlton, yet to score. John Dorotich looking pretty fit for the Blues. And Richmond, obviously, very, very keen to do well. Nixon in the ruck for the Tigers. Nixon gets the tap out. Away go Richmond again. There's a chance up towards centre-half forward. High flyers want it. The ball hits the deck. Through comes Wilson again. Left foot snap. Looks okay. Holds up in the breeze. The goal umpire signals it's all clear. Second goal to Richmond. As we take on the Eagles on Thursday night, we thought we'd have a look at a player who went from across from Richmond to West Coast. But before that, um, obviously, we have a little bit of a history there. Ben Cousins, former Eagles captain and premiership player, came across to us and really gave us some hope in some difficult times. And unfortunately, those, those hopes were curtailed by um, some injuries and other incidents that ended up finishing his career at Tigerland. Mark Marinda, one of my favourite ever Richmond players, uh, went across to the Eagles and had a good career there. But one of the formative players was uh, Peter Wilson, who came across from East Fremantle, uh, 87 to 89 at Tigerland, played 54 games, kicked 39 goals, went on to the Eagles, um, 117 games for 84 goals, and was a two-time premiership player in 92, 94. But it was the enthusiasm that he gave us in those 50-odd games. Um, you were never, ever going to lack enthusiasm. You were never, ever going to lack effort from Peter Wilson. And Peter Wilson... As a former Tiger, mate, we absolutely salute you. Well, thanks for joining us on this mini-episode of Forever Yellow and Black as we get excited to the Thursday night game against the Eagles at Metricon Stadium, a very, very vital game in this short season. Uh, you can follow me, Paul underscore football, on Twitter. You can follow Forever Yellow and Black on Facebook. We'd love to have you there. And also Twitter. Join the conversation. Be part of the Tiger family. And as always, go Tigers!